0: Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd.
1: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm Dina Marie Hale, your host, and with me in studio is Archbishop Alexander Sample. And in today's program, as we are in the month of June and celebrating two beautiful feasts side by side, the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, these beautiful devotions and ways to grow closer into the hearts of Mary and Jesus. As we begin that discussion, Archbishop, please start us off in prayer.
2: Yes, indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we ask you to embrace in your most sacred heart all of those listening to this broadcast. We ask that you pour out your grace and mercy upon them flowing from your sacred heart. Open their hearts and their minds to your grace, to your will, to your love, to your mercy, to your presence. Embrace us all now, Jesus, as we place this time in your hands. All this we ask in your most holy name amen amen holy mary our hope seat of wisdom pray for us saint joseph pray for us in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen amen
1: Well, I know two feasts that come around and are connected in some way, we usually celebrate them around the time of Corpus Christi, is uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and then that next day is the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Of course, these fall on a Friday, uh, remembering that beautiful passion of Mm -hmm. our Lord, and then on Saturday, traditionally liturgically, a day day dedicated to Our Lady. Uh, There's a lot of... I think, resurgence of devotion to the Sacred Heart. I think there's been greater times in the church where there's been more devotion, mm-hmm. certain saints connected to, I think of St. Mary Alacoque, yeah, if Saint I Saint say Margaret her name, Margaret Saint Mary, Mary Margaret Mary, Mary Alacoque, Margaret Mary yeah. Alacoque uh, who yeah. really brought us these devotions to the Sacred Heart. But... We see images where Jesus' heart is exposed, Mary's heart is exposed, and sometimes I'll see uh, the piercing of her heart right. as well. Uh, why do we see this? What is the significance of seeing the hearts of Jesus and <laughs> well, Mary? Well, I think
2: that, you know, and Jesus himself reveals his, his sacred heart to us he, through the, the revelations that he gave to St. Margaret Mary, a la Coke. And in a similar way, I, I think the, 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 the feast or the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus is very, very closely connected to the Feast of Divine Mercy mm-hmm. and the Revelations of Divine Mercy to St. Faustina. But, I mean, I think Jesus uses our humanity uh, and his sacred humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, he took to himself our human nature. And he, he takes and uses our humanity... In a way to express his great love and mercy for us. And so, what does he speak of? He speaks of his heart. Now, why does he speak of his heart? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, it would seem weird and odd if he had picked some other organ mm-hmm. <laughs> of the human body to, to, to try to show his love for us, but we, we always associate the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as the center of the person, if you will, as the as the core of the person's being. I mean, you know, we know in our theology the soul is you know really who we are, and that 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 informs our our human body. But you know, even you know poetically, in the scriptures, we see references to the heart of God, in the psalms, throughout all of the Old Testament and into the New Testament. The heart is always that's that seat of the person and the seat of love the, where really life dwells in a sense. it's like the core of the person you know we, we say you know we, we say things we have expressions like you know well, um, you know I, I, I really he's got a good heart mm-hmm. or you know she really revealed her heart to me right So you can see even the way we speak of the heart, it's, it's in, you know, look at Valentine's day of all things, yeah, right. you know, I mean, it's kind of a silly thing, but what is the symbol mm-hmm. of Valentine's day? It's the heart, uh, because the heart is, is the place of love. It's the place, it's, it's kind of a sense We have a sense of there the, that's the, the place from which we love another. You have all my heart, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and somehow we identify that with, with the person too, you know, so when we do say she really revealed her heart to me. That you, you're saying to someone, someone has really revealed something about who they are. Mm-hmm. So I think Jesus just sort of naturally, because this isn't something new. Right, this has been you know for 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 a, a millennia. You know, this is ancient to see the heart, and so Jesus uses that in order to reveal his love for us, and and the, the love of his sacred heart, mm-hmm. this is, which is part of his sacred humanity. And so when he reveals to St. Margaret Mary this image of his heart crowned with thorns because it, it, it is a heart that has, has suffered for us and, and for our salvation. But because it's a heart that has suffered for us and our salvation, it is all the more the heart of the love of God for us, the love of the heart of Christ for us. And so when we look upon the image of the sacred heart And we see Jesus traditionally pointing to Mm -hmm. his heart. Usually he has one hand raised in blessing and one hand touching and pointing us to his heart. So he blesses us from his heart, his sacred heart, a heart of mercy, a heart of love for us, um, a heart of forgiveness for us. And he wants us to be drawn into his heart and and to take refuge there in in his sacred heart, especially in times of of distress Mm -hmm. and suffering. He wants us to unite our suffering with with his most sacred heart. Yeah.
1: And I think for people who may have difficulty, as as we come to, June is the time we Mm -hmm. honor fathers, and I think about Father's Day and fatherhood, but we know that there are times where there's been a damage in that relationship, and so when we look at Jesus, our Father, God the Father, I think... When we start to look at the sacred heart, there can be some healing, there can be some reconnecting with the true love of a true father comes from the sacred heart of Jesus. And I hope that that can be a healing, a hopefulness, a an opportunity for reconciliation for those who might struggle with yeah, that
2: fatherhood. Yeah, I think that that's very true. There are a lot of people, we call them father wounds.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's many of us who, who have father wounds of, of varying degrees of of, of severity but jesus you know in revealing to us the love of his sacred heart he is at the same time revealing to us the love of the father yeah. and you know jesus says uh, uh, philip you know asks jesus to show he says, show us the father mm-hmm. you know and jesus says to him have i been with you this long mm-hmm. and you still do not know me whoever has seen me has seen the father And uh, that beautiful high priestly prayer that Jesus gives at the last supper and recorded in John's gospel, the father and I are one, you know, and so just to see the sacred heart of Jesus poured out for us in love and mercy is, is to see the heart of the father. It's really to see the heart of God. Mm -hmm. It's a heart of mercy and, and forgiveness and love. You know, we want to take refuge in the heart of Jesus uh, in, in his most sacred heart. You know, and that in that beautiful tradition of enthroning the sacred heart mm-hmm. in our homes. This is a this is a tradition that sadly has fallen in into largely into disuse, although I'm seeing a resurgence of, of the devotion in the practice. But it was it was very common to uh in the home, uh in every Catholic home, to enthrone by hanging on the wall, that's what we mean to enthrone the sacred heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Uh, in our homes, in fact, very common for priests uh, to come and and carry out that ritual himself in 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 the home. You know, it was a great way for a pastor to visit his people and visit the families and to um, you know uh, allow them to invite him to come to their home to go through a very formal and solemn enthronement of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, so that uh, so that this home. Is is reigned over, if you will. The king of this home yeah. is is Jesus, and his his sacred heart is is a, is a heart for this family. And we, as a family, mm-hmm. find solace, find consolation, find love, find mercy, find refuge in times of distress in in that most sacred heart. Right.
1: Well, and it sounds like a great summertime activity for families to look in your home. Do we currently have an image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, of the Immaculate Heart of Mary? If not, maybe this would be a great opportunity to to get those, a Divine Mercy image. Uh, I was blessed enough to get one at the Shrine, a pretty big poster of the Sacred Heart or of the Divine Mercy image, which we have downstairs now. But, but maybe as a family, okay, do we have a crucifix in our bedrooms, uh, in the prominent place in our home, in our living room? And these are things that maybe we've just kind of forgotten about, like you've said, Archbishop. But they're so important because then we start to bring blessings well, they're, right they're, into they're, the they're home.
2: They're sacramentals. Yeah, they are sacramentals. In other words, they, they they carry with them an ability to to lead us into deeper devotion, mm-hmm. to bring you know God's presence and, and grace and special blessing upon us, and lead us ultimately to the sacraments. Yeah. But I think that that's very true. You know it's it's you know you you don't have to make your home a museum for religious art if you came to my house <laughs> quite honestly you know uh, I have very few secular works of art on on the wall most and I think all of them that I do I inherited from my my father and my mother uh, but all the other works of art in my home that that have been given to me personally or I have purchased are all you know of sacred nature so yeah if you you walk into my house; it's, it is like a museum of, of of sacred art. But I think in any Catholic home, there should be reminders to us of our faith, and and so that anybody even walking into our home would know: oh, this is a Catholic home. Uh, there's a crucifix, or there's an image of our Blessed Lord. Uh, maybe His Sacred Heart. There's an image of Our Lady. There's, you know, a, a painting of some scene in the Gospel. You know, it was, and it was very common to see that. And, and it's a great witness, you know, for others. I, I watch this on, on, and when I'm watching a movie sometimes mm-hmm. or a television show, um, which I don't watch very often, but uh, I'll comment, you know, if, if I'm watching, I usually, if I'm watching a movie, it's usually I'm watching it with my sister because that's, <laughs> that's mainly the only time that I, I, I take time to do stuff like that is when she's over for a visit. But, you know, I'll say, oh, they're Catholic. And she'll, you know, how do you know? You know, I say, well, look, on the wall there, there's mm-hmm. a crucifix. Or look, there's a statue of Mary on the dresser, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. But they're reminders to us of our faith. Yeah. It's 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 not a show, and so it's not meant to be a, but it's a witness to, to visitors that we have to our home. But mainly it's a reminder to us mm-hmm. and and makes our home, you know, into a more sacred place with these images of our Lord and the saints, you know, around us. So And to have an image of the sacred heart of Jesus yeah, it would be a great, uh, a powerful reminder of, of the love and the mercy of our God poured out for us in his son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. A reminder of our own redemption yeah. and, you know, maybe even a reminder in time of temptation.
1: Mm hmm hmm. Well, I, I've heard many people and I do it myself. I've got a crucifix right above my laptop monitor. Yeah. <laughs> so it's right there. I see Jesus. And if I kind of get distracted, I can look right up. But, you know, people struggle so much, particularly who are involved and are online all the time. Boy, get a crucifix. May, have St. Michael available. I mean, I know, your, your it's, holy cards. It's very cards. true.
2: It's very true. There's so many um, uh, so many temptations, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on the computer and that and and not to. I know this is going to sound sexist, but I don't mean it to. But I mean, statistics prove it out that, you know, especially men, you know, Mm -hmm. struggle with this. So it's good to have above your desk or on your desk, a, a crucifix, other sacred images. I recommend your screensaver. Yeah. Be a sacred image. Make a screensaver an image of the Blessed Mother. Yeah. There
1: you go. <laughs> so when Mom's you're logging <laughs> on, so when
2: you're logging on to your computer, you're staring right at our blessed lady, and that that might th- cause us to stop and think twice if we're if we're tempted to, uh, uh, you know, anything improper. In, 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 yeah. in, in,
1: in, in, in well, one of the prayers that I learned now as an adult, again, because I was a convert, was the morning offering. And I think the Jesuits were very much, they promote the the devotion to the Sacred Heart, particularly in their order. But that morning offering, O oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And we always start that morning yeah. prayer with that, kind of opening ourselves up to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And then we recognize the Sacred Heart of Jesus in that morning offering, turning everything good, bad, other ways over to the Lord. We're going to make it all a prayer. But I think that morning offering and recognizing the immaculate, that pure heart of Mary is a beautiful way to begin our day. Yeah, it's,
2: it's a way of consecrating our, our really our day to, to the Lord. And, and, you know, we used to have, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I remember living in a rectory once and I was a student actually in, in St. Paul, Minnesota, going doing, studying philosophy before I went into the, the seminary. I was living in a parish there in the Twin Cities. And uh, it was an old rectory. And so I was in a, one of the, the rooms and had a little private bathroom. And on the mirror <clears throat> in the bathroom was that fading sticker uh, <laughs> of the morning offering. And it was very common to place the morning offering sticker, if you will, on your on your bathroom window. Mirror. Uh, mirror bathroom mirror. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not on the window. If you're staring out the window, that's odd. <laughs> but no, if, on your bathroom mirror so that... Maybe as a man is shaving, <laughs> he's reminded to, uh, to pray the morning offering or maybe if a, as, as a lady is, is maybe fixing her hair or whatever, uh, brushing her teeth, you know, reminded to make the morning offering. And, and it is. It's, it's in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary. You know, I mean, my, the version I learned, you know, is, is I don't know where I picked this one up, but, you know, oh, oh my God, oh, oh, Jesus, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you all of my thought, words, and action of this day. And I uh, unite them more closely to you that you may best apply them to the interests of his most sacred heart. You know, so it's, it's, it's through Mary, you know, adiesum per Mariam, that's that beautiful Latin phrase, to Jesus through Mary, you know, that in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we offer you our every thought, word, and action of this day um, so that she can best apply them to the interests of, mm-hmm. of thy most sacred heart. That Jesus his the interests of his heart for us uh is are great and, and we need to consecrate ourselves to the wishes of his heart each day. So that's a great the morning offering in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary and and, and, and to the sacred heart of Jesus consecration of the day is a great way to to remind ourselves to to be immersed in, in God's life and love and mercy and in his heart that day.
1: Mhm. And you remind me, Archbishop, of that beautiful phrase, to Jesus through Mary. Mary, and to see those two feasts celebrated hand in hand, sacred heart of Jesus, immaculate heart of Mary. And some people still may struggle. Well, Why do I need to talk to Mary? Can not I just go to Jesus? But there is a role for Mary's heart to play in directing us right back into Jesus's sacred heart. I think that to Jesus through Mary is so important for us to to learn and embrace that.
2: No, and I think that that's that's clearly our Lord's will and design, is that um, of course we can we can always go directly to Jesus. Sure. Uh, uh, we don't need to go through our Blessed Mother all the time or or through the saints. But there's a special there's a special bond, you know, that that Our Lady has with our Blessed Lord. I mean, my heavens, uh, she is His most holy Mother. And has a powerful intercession with her son, Jesus. And that's all we're asking Our Lady to do, mm-hmm. is to intercede for us with her son, Jesus. I think that's often misunderstood among our non-Catholic brothers and sisters that they think we're praying you know, to Mary in the sense that we are praying to her as if she, in and of herself and by herself, sort of as a little uh, uh, a demigod, you know, is able to, to, to give us things, you know, on our own, but, uh, we are asking her to intercede for us with her son, Jesus, to Jesus through Mary and who better to go through. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, (laughs) you know, I mean, I don't mean to make light of it or be silly about it, but there's, there's a certain truth to it. You know, sometimes if you, if you want to get to somebody, go through their mother, go through their mother, you know, uh, uh, you know, sometimes children, you know, wanting to get favors from their father. What do they do? They go through, they oh. go through mom <laughs> that's right. and Jesus obviously has a very deep and profound love for, for his mother. And I think of that, that great scene of the wedding feast at Cana, it's, it's Mary that notices mm-hmm. uh, the need. And I think that's, that's, that's kind of neat to point out. Now I have no doubt Jesus saw the need to, sure. you know, uh, but he wasn't. It wasn't his time in his mind at that at that moment to show his first sign, and and so by the way, I love the way this scene is depicted. In I, if maybe some of our listeners have heard of this um, uh, sort of mini series on the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. the Chosen. Mm-hmm. It's available as an app that you can download, and and the the portrayal of of this wedding feast at Cana in in the series, the Chosen, is really well done. It just makes it so real and so human because you realize it's more than just about running out of wine for this couple. It's you know that's related to their relationship with the in laws and trying to put up a good face and all this other stuff. So Jesus what Jesus does there is a huge favor. But anyway, it's Mary who notices the need. And maybe maybe even the, the bride and the groom or the or the or the parents of of, of the of the groom or the bride went to Mary and said, you know, I don't know what to do. We're running out of wine. So Mary intercedes. Mm-hmm. She comes to Jesus and says to him, they've run out of wine. Right. And he says to her, woman, you know, what is that to me? This is not my time. <laughs> and then she she just kind of ignores him and says, you know, do whatever he tells That's you. Right, right. Do whatever he tells you. And, of course, Jesus moved by his mother's compassion and love for this mm-hmm. you know, young couple about to be horribly embarrassed, uh, performs his first miracle. So I, I often think about that in my own life, that when I pray to Our Lady for myself or for those that I love or, or those that I know that are in need, I, I imagine Mary going to Jesus in, in a similar way uh, you know, and sort of saying in, in, in the equivalent, you know, uh, son, he's out of wine. He's almost out of wine, you know, or, you know, son, he has this need or he has this problem, uh, look and uh, the son moves, moves the heart, uh, Mm -hmm. of, of, or the, the mother moves the heart of the son, the immaculate heart of Mary moves the sacred heart of her son, Jesus. And I think Jesus just wants it that way.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I think in times where we are struggling with a relationship, a, a health issue, there's so many things that our families are facing, to take it to the Immaculate Heart. I love the triumph of the Immaculate mm-hmm. Heart. This is part of the Fatima promise,
2: right? Exactly. you
1: know, and to honor Our Lady on, on Saturdays, to mm-hmm. go to Mass, to go to confession, to remember those first, first Saturday Saturdays. devotion. Um, these are ways to honor the Mother. Which is honoring the the Father, the Son, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, as we talked about, right? right. That how we honor the Sacred Heart is also by honoring His Most Immaculate Mother. I always say
2: that you know Jesus, Jesus was the 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 perfect Jewish son, and what is one of the greatest of the commandments? Honor thy mother and thy father. Mm -hmm. So Jesus certainly would have in in the most perfect way in his humanity, honored his mother. And, and I always say, we imitate Jesus. <laughs> we imitate Jesus, and so we honor his mother too. Who would not, who, I don't understand who has problems with honoring the mother of Jesus. You know, I, 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 and, I, and I, I'll use this as an example. Uh, okay, I, I'm the Archbishop of Portland, but when my mother was still living, God rest her soul, she would, in her better health days, would travel with me to various events. It could be a confirmation. It could be a parish uh, anniversary celebration. Whatever it might be, my mom was a very social person in her better health days, and so she liked to used to travel. She used to like to travel with me to these events. Well, I go to these events, okay? I, I'm there as the Archbishop, right? So everybody's, you know, uh, uh, happy to have the Archbishop there. Uh, but I will tell you. <laughs> in whatever reception there was afterwards, there was great honor being mm-hmm. given to my mother. In fact, oftentimes oftentimes, maybe the majority of time, more attention being given to my mother than to me yeah. and I always took such great delight in that uh to to be i'd be one into the room visiting. Maybe with a few people or taking a picture and I'd look across the hall and there's my mother seated with, you know, people just gathered around her, you know, getting her something to eat, or sometimes they would have gifts for her, even. you know, I didn't take <laughs> I didn't take any any mm-hmm. any of that away. Uh, I, I didn't think that took anything away from me. I was mm-hmm. never uh, upset or, or at least of about all jealous, about it. I took great joy in that great yeah. great pride in that. Now the fact is, they're honoring her. Because she's my mother.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I mean, let's, let's be honest about that. If she had just wandered in off the street as a stranger in the community, people wouldn't have paid a whole lot of attention to her. But why are they paying so much attention to her? Why are they honoring her? Why do they want to get to know her? Because she's the mother of the archbishop. And uh, that's the way I think, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus must must look at this, you know, yeah. that he sees his mother being honored. And what could give him greater joy? Mm-hmm. You know, because he loves her more than more than we do.
1: Well, let's give greater joy to our Heavenly Father by giving more love and honor to the Blessed Mother, especially on this Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Archbishop, with that, would you please help us close in prayer?
2: Mm. Through the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, may Jesus, from his most sacred heart, pour out abundant grace and blessings upon all of you, filling you with his life and his love. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families, your homes, and be with you this day and forever. Amen.
1: Amen. And thank you for listening to The Voice of the Shepherd on Mater Dei Radio. We look forward to sharing with you again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie. And until our next encounter, may you have a blessed week.
0: You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you.